Hello and welcome to the third episode of It's Already Mart. I'm Logan Hutchison and we're here with someone who knows a lot about smashing things already, Mart. It's Paul Wilson. Talk to us about that penalty in the charity match, Paul. I have I have nothing to say about the uh, <laughs> Legends game. However, I think this is the fourth Ori Mart, Logan. So, You're absolutely you know. right and I um, apologise. I'm slacking already. It was almost as sloppy as your penalty, Paul. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, we're joined today by Darren White. Darren, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Um, we'll talk a little bit about lots of stuff, Darren. Uh, first of all, how's the injuries? It's getting there. Um, I'm progressing my rehab um, kind of week to week. Um, so it's been going really well so far. Um, I'm able to do kind of a wee bit more now on the pitch and things like that and, and in the gym. So um, it's progressing nicely. So uh, fingers crossed. Um, I'm, back. I'm back quite soon. Must be so frustrating seeing the lads doing so well at the minute and not being able to get involved. Eh? Yeah, it's been difficult. Um, had a tough time again this year. Um, just really, really frustrating. Uh, but I say hopefully I can get back fit and just just stay fit. Um, fingers crossed. Um, I mean, I'm just really looking forward to getting back in the pitch. Um, as you say, the boys are doing brilliant just now. Um, I'm obviously at the games and things like that. Uh, and it's, 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 it's brilliant to see. I can, I can vouch for that because I can see Darren jumping about and kicking the ball and heathering from the director's box when he's sitting <laughs> beside us. <laughs> yeah. I would, would much rather have you heathering the ball on the pitch than in the stands with Darren, so it's great to hear that you're on the road to recovery. Um, we might as well start at the start then, Darren. You came through at St Mirren. What was it like coming on loan to Farfra originally? Um, it was good, to be fair. I think um, it was kind of last minute I heard about it. Um I'm sure I played against Dundee United at the weekend of Saturday and I got put in on a Monday morning and obviously um, the interest came for fourth on loan and I wasn't getting much game time at that point. Uh, so I was I was keen and obviously I was at an age as well where I needed desperately needed game time um, to progress myself. So I felt it was a great opportunity, a great club. So I was delighted to, to, uh, to make it on loan here. Is it difficult to adjust to coming on loan to a part-time team when you've been used to what would have been a championship team then? Yeah, it was difficult to be fair. Um, I think the first, first game I gave away a penalty, so it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't ideal away East Fife. Uh, but it was it was a bit of culture shock as well. Obviously, as you say, being full-time for all those years. Um, and obviously, came to part-time as well. Uh, but the, I mean, since I walked in, everybody, everybody made me welcome. Uh, I was just keen to impress. Obviously, I didn't, I didn't really do that the first game, which wasn't, wasn't ideal. Um, I'd probably say the first couple of games. Uh, but I was glad to kind of... It, it took me a wee while to adjust, as I say. Obviously, professional football as well. I was, I was just used to playing kind of reserve football and things like that. And things are obviously a lot different to, to um, kind of first-team football. So, um, aye, that was, it, was a, it was a big change. Coming into a struggling team as well, and you shuffled about positions, but... You sort of made that shift seamless, apart from the penalty, of course. What was your thoughts on that? You, you moved about positions. How did you adapt so quickly? Um, I was just happy to play, to be fair. I'd done that when I was younger as well. I was more kind of... I, I think I played quite a few games left-back um, here. That was kind of a new one for me. I played right-back at Summer a few times in, in central midfield. Um, not so much left-back, but... Uh, I've got, as I say, I've always been able to kind of fill in different positions. Um, even when I was young, I grew 
growing up, I found that at the time I wasn't I wasn't keen. I was just I was just keen to impress and keen to play every week. I must confess, I heard absolutely none of that because of the connection. I'm hoping it's come through on the the <laughs> recording there, but obviously the next season was much far more successful for you. Why did you choose to come back to Forfar? Um, to be fair, I had to, I did have a few offers. Um, obviously being here, it was a part time club, and I seen how well it was run uh, from top to bottom, and I loved it. Obviously, I'm I'm from Glasgow. The travelling, to be fair, wasn't wasn't an issue for me. Um, as I say, I, I felt settled here uh, towards the end of my time, and obviously when when there was a deal there, I was I was keen to I was keen to get it signed. Um, again because. I felt at that stage I was really comfortable with the club and to be honest I didn't think anywhere else could get any better part-time to be honest. Paul that's quite a few people have had on now and all have been so complimentary to the club it must be uh, must be good to hear that as a as a board member. Of course it is and, and I mean even when we had uh, Ian McPhee and uh, Eric Archibald on the last time you know club legends of the, the championship winning teams it goes far as far back as that so it's really good and I guess it's the continuity that you need for a part-time club to ensure that guys are coming in and enjoying it. So, yeah, thanks very much. Dan, the, the season you first joined permanently, if I'm right in saying that was the season we finished second in League 2. Uh, league 1, sorry. Um, second in the league. What a year that was and what a team you were part of then as well. No, I absolutely loved that season. Um, I felt as well that I was doing, I was doing really well myself. Um, obviously the team as well. I think we got off to a bit of a sticky start, if I can remember remember right. Um, I mean after that, I think you get into a, you seem to get into a rhythm of winning games. At that point, everybody was doing well, playing for each other, and it was a really, really, really good dressing room to be in, and kind of been involved in. Boys were great, and obviously the football football at that time was was really good as well. I mean that was a, as I say, that was a. That was a joy playing in that that team. Absolutely. Who would you say is the best player you've played with then? Best player I've played with? Oh, I know you put me in the spot there. <laughs> is that just St. Martin Forfar? Any, anyone you like. Anyone you like. At the time, I think when I was at St. Martin, Lewis Morgan. Um, I think he's at New York Red Bulls now. Yeah, smashing yeah. in the MLS. Ah, he's doing really well. I mean, he was I that season. He was really good in the championship, um, and obviously, Simon won it that year. And I think he was a, a vital, vital part of that. Obviously, got his move to Celtic as well. I'd say Lewis Morgan. You do know Andy Monroe is going to be gutted. Andy, Monroe. <laughs> 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 you know, you're putting yourself out there. That's Aye, all. That's true. I'm now going to ask you who the best player you've played against is, but I think you'll be doing well to beat Craig Slater, who said, "Flaunt." Uh, Florent Aliso, Adrian Rabio, and Virgil Van Dyke. So, has he got anyone that can match that? Um, nowhere even close to that. <laughs> to be honest, there was a game actually for St. Mirren. We played Celtic reserves, and I think at that time it wasn't really reserves; it was under twenties. But you were allowed five overages at that point, and Celtic had the the bottom for Ajax, Derek Berichter, the kind of left winger. He didn't actually play for Celtic, so that's kind of why he's been. Under twenties, but he played against us at St Mon Park, and I thought he was he was very good, and I, I couldn't really understand why he wasn't he wasn't again again for Celtic. Yeah. Um, I was just it, it, so quick, so strong. Um, 
Aye, so so that a few people have asked me that, even my, my mates and things like that. So and it's always a, a strange one for them to hear as well. A few of them being Celtic fans, obviously didn't they didn't get like get a game at all at Celtic. So I would actually say Derek Marita. Mm-hmm. It's not quite at the level of Craig's, but that's not a bad name. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're touch a little bit on your injuries, Dan. You've had a couple of serious injuries at your time at four for what's it been like trying to balance that with your work life and getting back to playing and and the frustrations of being injured when you're playing well and want to be playing no it was, it was really difficult especially this season i think obviously i came back from my knee and it kind of settled in again and felt it was kind of getting into a rhythm again and obviously wanted to start the season really well and obviously a few a few issues with the hamstring we, we kind of didn't know what was causing it um until Obviously, it kind of went three or four times and we got it scanned and things like that and it, it turned out to be a lot worse than we, when we first expected. So that was probably a big blow because at that time it didn't... Obviously, it kept reoccurring, but it didn't, it didn't actually feel too bad, um, which was obviously strange. And then I, I get the timeline, kind of 16 weeks minimum, which um, I was absolutely devastated, to be fair, again. Um, obviously, that kind of takes me up to the end of the season now. Um as it's been really frustrating, obviously, gym work and things like that. I was kind of still fresh in my mind, kind of all my rehab for my knee and things like that. So I kind of obviously had to get in the mindset of me to kind of do it all again, eh, kind of build myself up. Eh, but, you know, I can't, you can't kind of sulk forever. So um, I, was, I was just excited to kind of get in the gym and get crack, cracking again and come back as, as fit as possible. Well, it'll be a fresh start for you next season then, hopefully with a wee bit of a break to get yourself fit and firing again yeah definitely um to say they've just started running now so that gives me a, a good amount of weeks obviously maybe fingers crossed uh, not pushing anything but maybe get back training before the end of the season um no get to rush things now um, especially the stage i'm at everything's been going kind of kind of so smoothly so um obviously being off that gives me an extra couple of weeks over the close season to work on myself um Speaking to the sports scientist Taz as well, I think he's going to kind of make sure I come back absolutely flying for the for the new season, which I'm looking forward to. It's good to hear. What kind of toll does it take on you mentally? I know it's nothing compared to what you've experienced, but I've had a few serious injuries myself, and it, it does you can struggle with it if you're not careful. Yeah, I mean, everybody thinks the first thing to think about is obviously the physical part, um, but I think the biggest one's mentally, and um, it can be really really difficult especially obviously with my knee that I mean that was that was 14 months that really did take its toll um, and with the hamstring as well it's 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 not been ideal you know I've got a good family around me a good good group of friends and girlfriend and things like that so really supportive so um, they've kind of kept my spirits high and things like that and obviously I think having a full-time job as well it's kind of took my mind off it as well I'm not thinking about it too much or trying not to think about it too much and just kind of get my head down in the gym work and things like that and, and try, as I say, trying to come back as, as fit as possible. That's good stuff, Dan. We've gone a bit deep there, so I'll try to take us back. What would you say is your best moment in a forfeit shirt so far? Best moment in a forfeit shirt? I would actually probably say my first goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first goal. I don't get many goals, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. A wee goal, is, a wee goal is always nice. I think it was against, I heard it against Dumbarton. I would actually, as well, obviously that that season you touched on finishing second. I mean that was obviously a great achievement at that time. 
Uh, wasn't obviously ideal what you beat in the playoffs off Rafe Rovers, but even beating a team like Rafe Rovers to finish second was was a real high point as well. Um, so I would, I would say I would say the both of them. Okay, look, we'll move on to a section called teammates then, and this is the the section that gets people in trouble. Um, so I can bring the in a bit here. <laughs> aye, absolutely. So who had the worst haircut in the squad? Callum Moore, Smokey, easily. <laughs> who has also, Sorry, I'm back. He's got a bit of a barcode, <laughs> and he's a barber as well, which is worrying. That's, right. even, that's even worse. So, I would actually say I'll take the heat away if you smoke. I would say Matty Aiken. That's harsh. You won't be happy with that one. <laughs> Who has the best haircut in the squad? Nathan Flanagan. He's always sharp. I think you must get a cut once a once a week or something. <laughs> I would say that'd be Nathan Flanagan. Who has the best? And worst banter in the squad. The best, do you know? I would actually give the same person this. The best <laughs> Kyle Hutton, the worst Kyle Hutton as well. You're gonna have to explain that one. Um. Well, I actually got on really well with Hutt. So when we're kind of bouncing off each other, it's really good. But I mean, some of the stuff. I mean, I, I, I can't get into detail. But even it's just really. I mean, I think he's he's in his thirties now. And I mean, it's real just amateur things. And it's 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 no great. Um, I see. To be honest, I think he would agree with it as well. <laughs> we've been doing oh, the player yeah. profile on uh, social media. And we've been putting them out. And Kyle Hutton, the amazing, unbelievable, best dressed man seems to be. Do you know what? He, I, gets the best dressed he's, man. He's quite sharp. I he's quite mm-hmm. sharp. He's got a season ticket. I think Army they're called. A, a few boys that are, even myself. Um, he gets mostly close to there. But I no, I, I would agree with that. I. Well, maybe I have to get Kyle Hutton on next to test his, his, his banter out then, Paul. <laughs> he seems a nice, quiet guy, but no, he's he's really not. <laughs> Who has the worst dress strengths in the dressing room? Smokey. <laughs> Smokey. Smokey. <laughs> he likes a wee double denim. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say uh, Kyle Moore. Uh, most likely to get nutmegged. Oh, Andy Monroe. Aye, <laughs> Andy Monroe. Most skillful. Nathan Flanagan. Biggest wind-up merchant. Kyle Hutton. Who has the best nickname in the dressing room? That's broadcastable. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't think any... I've nobody's really got can any any funny ones. It's just kind of like set names or that I can think of. I mean, Flanagan gets called the Can Man. I've, I've no idea, and for some strange reason, he likes to call me Derek. For, <laughs> <laughs> always picked up on that. So Derek and I would say obviously Nathan Flanagan, the Can Man, for for some strange reason. We'll have to inquire about that one as well. Um, <laughs> who takes the longest in the showers? See, to be fair, I don't know. I don't even think I could answer that. Do you know? Because it's been that long since we've been fat. That's actually been that long. Um, yeah. No, that's a tricky one, to be fair. Making us feel sorry for you there, Dan. <laughs> I know. Darren showers on his own. I know. The boys are out there on the pitch. The boys are out in the pitch and I need to shower myself. <laughs> That's the end of our section. Paul, have you got anything to add? 
No, I don't think so. I think it's been good. Good to get back to it as well. And obviously wish you all the best, darling. Hope to see you back in the pitch soon. Thanks so. very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back next month where the season may or may not be over. Hopefully it won't be. Uh, and we'll be reflecting on the season, won't we, Paul? Definitely, yeah. It's been uh, a roller coaster of a season, but uh, we're momentum's with us and we're definitely going in the right direction. So no complaints, but we'll review it indeed. Fingers crossed for the last games then. And we'll see you in May for the fifth episode of It's Already Mark. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.